Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a counterwriter retrospective through the lens of decade, where I am Shane Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And uh Kiva. More Kiva. Kiva Kiva Kiva. Yeah, we're gonna try and get through four episodes. Cause um There there's no try. I I, I wrote these notes, I watched these episodes, we are going through them. Yeah, so we wanna get through this shit and move and on to Ryuki! So excited for Ryuki. Mm. Mm. Shut up. Let me have my excitement. Just maybe, just maybe don't don't build something up so much so we don't run to a to Kiva 2.0. <laughs> not that I'm saying anything about Ryuki right now, but that would not be great. No, but don't don't bring up those hopes so that the show will never be able to meet them. I just. Everything about it's the same problem I had with Kiva, where it's the Ryuki visual design looks really cool. And the Kiva visual design does look cool, and like these episodes are fine. These are like the most fine episodes we've watched in a while. Sadly, yeah, I am still extremely confused about the whole King trying to stop human evolution thing. That's an extremely dumb plot point to have introduced. They they try and explain it with well, if it helps Fangire too. But, I mean, but like he was doing the experiment with Fangar anyway, so like, doesn't matter. Yeah, all right. So, uh, start with I, I guess uh, episode thirty-three opens with a pretty awesome fight scene between Emperor Kiva and the Moose Guy. Yeah, it, all the fights in these episodes are good. Well, it's just a recut from the last fight from the previous episode, more or less. It's not even new. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it have some new stuff, or does he, he fight him again later? Stuff. He does fight him again later because Deer. Yeah. I don't know. Deer does die this episode. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, Taiga watching Wataru fight, and then the Moosefanger runs off. Yeah, so thirty-three is called Supersonic Saga's Flight. And the Kavat thing for this episode is talking about Stradivari. Stradivari. Yeah. Who, uh, he makes good violins. His violins are named after him. He he is the violin maker. He's good at violins. I actually kind of like this one, because they introduced later in the episode that Queen, like, knew knew this guy. uh, And that's why she uh, is good at the violin. Because she apparently worked with the best violin maker. She apprenticed under him, so yeah. That's kind of a nice touch. So yeah, uh, this episode starts up with some fights, and then some rubble falls on Saga, and then he kicks it to show that he's cool and badass. He's a cool, strong dude. Yeah. He's a cool, strong dude, and oh my gosh, he's Taiga. I never would have guessed. Oh no. He's got a really different aesthetic than a lot of the rest of the characters in Kiva. Uh. I, I, I I like I like Future Kavat. Future Kavat is neat. It's just this little disc, and it speaks in bleeps and boops. And like I'm aware his name is is Sagat or what or Savat or whatever. <laughs> his name it's is something. Sagat. 
Yes. This Sagat just comes flying down it. and attaches to his waist. I mean, not wasn't like exactly right, but future future Kavat sounds better. It does. Um fuck. So I just like the idea of this giant tie, Muay Thai fighter coming down and being oh, like, Hello. Yeah, it's it's like Cigar. Tiger uppercut. It, it's it's saga <laughs> and arc mushed together into a word. Tiger. Right. <laughs> Tiger. Now that I've put that in Evan's mind, and that was a mistake that I made today. What did you um, do today, Garrett? I put the idea of Sagat being Saga's belt into Evan's mind. Because now that's all I'm going to ever see is just... Yeah. <laughs> instead of it making the little bleeps and boops, just... Mim- uh, I mean, it already it makes Street weird Fi- little noises, so, you know... Yeah, just replace it with Street Fighter 2 Sagat voice clips. <laughs> His extremely badly processed Street Fighter Fighter. voices. Mew then, Rosen Wataru, is like, I'm awful, also don't let go of me. And Wataru's like, K, I'm going to get stronger for you, though. And, you know, because drama, love, plot stuff. It's extremely annoying here because uh, Wataru turns out of Kiva Emperor, like, literally half a second before Mio walks around the corner here. Yeah. And that would save so much drama if she just saw him turning from Kiva into Wataru. I'm sorry, have you seen the stupidity that is fucking Taiga these episodes? (laughs) He's No, I, I mean, yes, but, like... If everyone, like, a bunch of the characters just know that Wataru is Kiva now, this is the one that would diffuse some drama if she knew he was Kiva. Yeah, Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. In the past, um, Atoya and Queen talk about how Atoya's not going to kill her, and then they talk about how she's good at violin because she helped um, that one guy who's good at violins from the Kavat intro. And uh, she's like, you know what you need to do? You need to make a fucking violin. That's how you get a violin that's good enough for you. And Oh, yeah, I can do it. I can help you with it because I was a pupil of Stradivarius. Yeah. Which is a a nice touch. I I like when people have, like, vampires having known famous people. It's, like, easy, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's a fun trope. Alright, also, the reason she could copy his music is because she didn't have a violin that could... Or he did not have a violin that was good enough for him or whatever. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't have anything that can fully bring out his talent. Oh, there's also uh, a bit in here when he's like, why am I always surrounded by monsters? And she's like, well, in my perspective, the humans are monsters. That's like, oh, Christ. Okay. I, I wish that kind of went on, because then he could have been like, but but I know a wolf dude, a mermaid dude, and a, and a Frankenstein dude, and well, a vampire. You, it is the Jedi who are evil. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, back at Dragon Castle, um, Deer Guy's like, "Hey, um, you ever maybe think you shouldn't spend time with humans? You know, isn't that awfully close to what you execute people for for your for your day job?" And she's like, "No, shut up. I'm just <laughs> I'm just interested. Just got some questions I want answered." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, don't you think me learning more about humans would help me be better at killing fan guy who love humans? Yeah. Anyway, um, Otaru then visits Taiga after he finishes talking to the tortoise fan guy about turning water into energy, which we can already do. 
Yep. <laughs> it's like they've never heard of a hydroelectric dam. Yeah. Or just a dam. Yeah, it was like Which... uh, using turning water into energy like a water wheel. One of like All the, the earliest. I, I think... Or like steam. Like, energy. I invention? think literally what they're talking about is like no, it's it's fission. Yeah, no, I don't like, care what they're trying to talk I, about. I'm we can already sure they're I, trying to I talk think about. They are vision, trying but... to imply that they would split water molecules to gain energy. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to say, but they're doing a bad job of conveying it, so it's pretty funny. A horrible job, yeah. Yeah, and then Tag is like, "Hey, Utara, let's come to let's co- come with me to lunch because I don't eat and I don't want it to be awkward." And fucking Taiga inviting Wataru along on all his like dates and romantic stuff with Neo is fucking weird because it's it is either you can either read it as Taiga is actually in love with Wataru or he's just trying to flex on Wataru. I definitely got a thing where it's like he's awkward around people and is like, hey, maybe if I bring my friend with me, who I is like the one person I do get along with, then when I'm hanging out with this lady who I'm engaged to, it'll be less awkward because I'm with somebody I, who I already get along with. I didn't get the awkward angle, but I think that's just because of how Tyga acts. I'm more inclined to Chris's thing because Tyga's a fucking moron. Yeah, it takes him a long time to realize things. So they do that, and then gasp, slow motion, speed up background shots as Wataru and Miu, or Mia, Mio. Mio. I got there in the end. <laughs> um, see each other, and they're like, oh, fuck, this is how this plays out. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then they just pretend to not know each other. Yep. Uh, Poorly, but they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wataru then mopes in the bath, and then Nago breaks into his house. I mean, Nago's just like, this is a dope bath. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was pretty funny, because shit. I was like, it, it does actually look like a nice bath. I don't know if I would yeah, do a and e for it, but, you know. I don't know, Nago is so fucking weird in these episodes. When Nago's, like, not in the forefront and not doing anything important to the plot, it's kind of fine. Yeah, like, if he didn't have the history that we know of, like, yeah, no, this is clever and funny. He's a weird, he's a weirdo that gets beat up and is super proud of himself. But we're supposed to think that, like, I guess he's gone through some sort of character development. He's a deeply weird character at this point. Question? I maybe like I don't know. He he's not killing Wataru, even though he's Kiva. Seems to be okay with it. Um, I don't know, just hates people fucking. I guess <laughs> it's yeah, like his three he still new hates things. Um, which comes into play because Bio then comes over to try to explain things, but then Shizuka yells at him or yells at her, and then she goes to leave. Wataru goes to go after, but Nago's like, "No, fuck you! You're not allowed to be horny." <laughs> not allowed to be horny uh yep no can't have any of that in this show then dear fangire uh tries to kill mio uh bringing up a comment about how her heart is weak and referring to mysterious event that happened with former queen oh i wonder what it was the world may never know Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then Tiger shows up and he's like, hey, fuck you, stop this. Um, and then there's sexual violin making in the past, and Yuri That's... runs out and starts crying yeah, because, like, what Yuri the fuck not... is going on? The fact of Yuri not taking a second to go to Wataru and going, Atoya. hey, or yeah, going to Atoya and going, hey, this is the way you're doing this with her is making me really uncomfortable. Um, I thought we just had this entire like storyline of getting to know each other and accepting one another. What the fuck are you doing? Nah, nah and fuck that, man. Why? Why would we have that in this show? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be implying that there's something mystical going on, and Maya's enthralling him in some way because there are parts later. Maybe where they... like they try to say that later. I'm like, sure, okay, whatever. They try and say it, but it's not. It doesn't really work all that well. I I don't know. I go back. I go back and forth on this because like. There, there's hints where like this is possibly Atoya just going through a thing because we'll get to it later but at the end he's like okay we did this I'm good now I made a promise to this other lady I'm gonna go now right I don't so, know it, it definitely seemed like the idea of like va- uh, like a vampire being just magically alluring is like it's it's like one of the oldest it's like one of the most common tropes that you use in vampire fiction so and it kind of seems like that's what's going on here but i don't know could be yeah i don't know i mean we'll get to it more there's other parts that happen and the like um but there's that and then like it match cuts to megumi crying in the future because she gained weight Oh no! Oh how terrible! This this is a woman, can't you tell? This, Damn it, uh, Kiva! I do oh. like how she says, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna eat more, though." So that's a good response. Yeah, that yeah. is a good response. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the Megumi answer. And then Wataru's moping in in like his spot in the cafe. He has a spot now. Of course. Um, and then Taiga comes in and he's like, "Wataru, my bestest friend." What is wrong? And he's like nothing. And then Naga's like, "Oh, he got dumped real bad." Okay, so so when when Tiger Tot walks into this scene, it's, <laughs> we need to talk about his outfit. I feel like his fucking shiny ass velvet shirt. He is wearing like a a white undershirt that appears to be screen printed with like an extremely long poem of some sort. <laughs> a like a light pink slash lavender satin shirt and he's got his one leather glove that he always wears well it covers up his uh king tattoo right right but it's still it's a fucking outfit yeah it and and he's also wearing it with just regular khakis <laughs> which look very plain compared to everything else well they let him dress himself today i don't know what to tell you i mean yeah <laughs> he looks uh real weird um, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Nago answers the question when Wataru won't answer. 
And then Taiga's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No one fucking does this to my friend, Wataru. Who did this to you, Wataru? I will beat them up for you. Who's who's this chick that rejected you? Let me defend your honor. And Professor's like, uh... Dude, chill, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I've definitely got a little bit like, is is Taika romantically interested in Wataru? There, there definitely seems to be some weird romantic undertones that Ta- like the way taiga acts towards wataru sometimes almost feels like it almost feels like yeah i want to die wataru he's he's blurring the line between french he doesn't understand the line between like friendship and romantic attraction I, i've definitely got a little bit of the that i would am expecting taiga to do the thing where he's like do you ever think that you're you know going with women just because you're supposed to thing going on yeah <laughs> so I, I i would not be surprised if that came out of his mouth so i don't want to play with this idea um because i don't want to incest bait the two of them yeah, no, it's it's Wait, they're related? Hmm. Yeah, they're oh, half yeah, they're brothers. Half- oh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes it even creepier. <laughs> That's why I don't want to um just have have this thought entertain this idea. That's that's the phrase I was looking for. I'm sorry. He seems much more romantically invested in Wataru. Definitely seems to be. It's it's weird. The it's way he weird. the the way he acts towards Wataru is like the most genuinely affectionate that anyone is in with any anyone is with anyone else in these episodes. That's probably fair. So then um Taiga and Mio meet up to talk about how Mio is bad at her job, but that's fine. Um Taiga will fix it somehow, because he's king. And then and then they both find out the person they're been meaning to kill just happens to be the same person. They both find out that the person they're in love with is Wataru. No, that's later. So then, like, Mio goes to fight the tortoise fangire, who might have the best fangire design in the show so far. It's oh, the, the hoodie, he, hoodie guy? He has, yeah, he has yeah. cool ghost hood. And, like, he's got, like, the cool, like, arm gauntlet things. Like, overall, really good design. Yeah, I thought he was yep. pretty awesome looking, actually. Um, But Mio fights him, but then lets him go, because he's like sentimentalism about loving a human and Mio's like fuck Wataru man Wataru's real cute and then he uh, runs into deer uh, it's weird because like uh, they do this a couple times where Mio turns from her her rose queen form back into human and she's just like standing there looking at the ground depressed and I'm like Mio come on (laughs) like use your words or your superpowers, either or, I guess. Yeah, like it can't be that mundanely uninteresting to have superpower fights. Come on. Um, yeah. So Tortoise then runs into Deer, and then Kavat drags off depressed Wataru, where he then fights and destroys Deer. So that dude's dead. I'm glad I didn't learn his name. He's just Deer, dude. Um, and then Vampire Tiger shows Alfred. up. Yeah. <laughs> um and then Taiga turns into Saga and kills Turtle Fangire with weird pseudo hanging finisher. Yeah, this is a cool finisher. I like this I, one. It is. I don't get the end of it. Like it's cool up to the end. Oh. Because so like he like he whips the guy and then he pulls him through like the Kiva logo in the sky. Right. But then he's like, 
I'm going to touch my thing, and then, boom, you're dead. He sends, like, an energy yeah, surge through it. I don't know. I, I feel like if you got, like, the whole hanging motif going on, I feel like you could do something better with it. Probably. I think the second fight is the one where uh, Wataru does, like, a flying leap at Moose Guy, and Moose Guy is just like, no. And just rejects it. Well, I th- he, he does a leap and shoots at him, and then uh, Moose Guy just disappears. Oh, but, okay, this is the one where, where Kiva used Big Hammer in Emperor form, and I just want to point that out, because Big Hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, here it is. It's at, like, 1935, yeah, Kiva does a, a flying jump kick at Moose, and Moose Guy just, like, waves his arms up and is like, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's Get like, um... Get that kick out of here. It's like in Kuga, you, you gotta turn into to beefy form to fight beefy guy. <laughs> of course. And then you just walk into him. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> That's the first episode. So yeah, the fight sequences were pretty cool in that one. Yeah. Like, Saga's good. Saga's like a good design. Um, the belt thing's real cool. If I if I had a Kiva belt thing, it would be Tassilat first, but then second it would be future Kavat. I think Sagat is actually really silly looking. I don't know. I'm not sure it's, it works it's for like, me. It's like a giant floating Beyblade, though, Chris, which is probably why I like it. Right, but it's doesn't fit with the aesthetic of the show at all. It's very alien in a way I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like if the Fangar like used technology, and just that's their only instance of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they've got this one secret super tech thing going on. I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense to me. And then it comes with a weird baton thing. Yeah, also I don't know why he like has to use the belt to charge his little like knife thingy. It's a baton. It, technically, it's a sword and a whip. Yeah, it's a sword whip thing. But it looks extremely plastic. Like, it's not... <laughs> I don't know. I, I like his dumb little thing. I mean, w- when it's hard, it's a rapier for th- thrusting, you know? Right. It, it But it's less like a weapon and more like a toy, even by the standards of common Rider weapons. Yeah. I, I like it, but you're not wrong. Oh, sorry. It, it, it's got rod form and boot form. I don't know what, how do you pronounce B-U-T-E? Butte? Butte. There's rod mode, which is the rapier form for thrusting. Sorry, I'm using my joke twice. <laughs> um, uh, extremely cool that he like uses it to make a big Kiva symbol and then jump into the Kiva symbol. Though that's cool. yeah, that is pretty cool. I like that move. Yeah, it's it, pretty solid. Okay, so but yeah, he killed he kills what turtle guy? He kills turtle guy. Yeah. That's the episode. Turtle guy's dead. And then we move on to episode 34, Noise, Melody of Destruction. Um, Kavat talks about uh, how Mio's got to like use her words and talk about relationships. That's pretty much it. You know, it just occurred to me that it's a real shame that uh, I, I, I bet that the people who were writing the Kiva episode names were extremely upset when they realized that they could not use any of the Castlevania game titles. <laughs> probably i mean because those are all better than these i mean but like they named their fucking violin bloody rose 
Right, right. But like, I feel like Bloody Rose has to be a Castlevania track name or something somewhere. Is I it? Don't... It might be. It could be. Um. Anyway, um, Wataru makes a cake and celebrates about getting dumped. <laughs> Which, Discuss. honestly, he's got he has a pretty okay way of saying it. It's like, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to celebrate what it was and be, you know, a bit melancholy about it. He's just but, like, I'm adulting. Yeah, it's yeah, like he's, the he's most emotionally mature we've seen him be in a while. It's great. It's like, I'm extremely sad, but I'm I'm just going to deal with that. Yeah, there. it's in like the next couple episodes. I forget if it's like the next one or the last one, where they just like redo a thing from like the first episode of Kiva. And it's like, look how our boy has grown. Yeah, they do a good job with that. Um. And then, you know, because Taiga, Taiga now just shows up all the time. He comes in and is like, hey, what's going on about this party? And Nago's like, here's a piece of cake. What Tyro got dumped, isn't it great? And they're fucking outfits. They're shiny jackets. They're shiny, like, shell jackets. Yeah. And then, of course, Taiga's like, clearly this woman is bad, so don't worry about it. And Taro's like, mmm. <laughs> Uh, my next one is just Mataro then goes on a date with Taiga. I just forgot that there's an and bio after that. It's, it's <laughs> that is the fucking weirdest thing where he's like, "Hey, I'm g- yes, I understand. You know, oh, I I feel kind of awkward about going out with people. Could I need some help? Is a bit different than, hey, dude, can you come on this date with me and my girlfriend? Yeah, and then like, um, but then. What? But then, like, Miu and Wataru end up, like, alone on, like, the teacup ride, because Taiga doesn't, like, teacup ride. Uh, I don't know if he actually does it, because she, she says that he doesn't want to ride this one because he doesn't like spinny rides, but I don't know if that's actually the case, or if he just thinks they're both depressed and should talk to, like, cheer each other up. Yeah, I, I really got the feeling it was Taiga, like, my fiancé and my best friend are gonna get along <laughs> together. He's gonna I, be I great. Just... I just don't know because I feel like you could read it a ton of different ways because the show yeah, does not want to explain. Yeah, it's kind of nuts how many different ways you can fucking read this weird bullshit romance shit. It really just seems to me that he's like, oh, Wataru's depressed. Mia's nice. I should have Mia cheer him up. But like, <laughs> I'm just like, is this like another thing where like he doesn't eat food? Is this part of like his weird things? It might be. Like, is, is spinning around in circles... <laughs> equal to not eating oh yeah the next part is that uh, uh they tempt us with the, them going into a haunted house which i you mean was a scary kind of house forward to. yeah they do subtitle it a scary house but uh, i was like that sounds like it would be fun but uh we we don't get to see that no instead um there's like a bad guy and he breaks the bottle and takes the lady hostage and, and then, oh no, you know what that means? That means Nago was chasing someone. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that the guy comes running up, and I'm like, well, this seems a little strange. Is it? Was Nago ch- Yep. Yes, Nago was. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this seems an awfully lot like a Nago situation. <laughs> I like that there's just situations for that now. The show has conditioned us to a point where we're just like, yeah, no, this just checks. That's Nago. Shrug. Oh, uh, also the extremely goofy bit where the guy's like, 
uh i'll i'll stab this lady with this broken bottle knife if you don't let me go and naga's like okay hold on and he turns around pulls out his little bead ring and like throws it at the guy's face chucks it in his face distract him. Like, so, like, is he just like sworn to like not use Ixa against like people i mean i could see him doing that because it's fucking would be kind of as, uh, as weird a as weird of a dude as he is yeah that's that's not justice or is it not really yeah you have to beat them up on equal footing presumably i guess um he's not good at that though because he gets beat up and then he gets saved but then he gets beat up by the person who saved him oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's kengo oh yeah hey hi hi kengo you're looking different i made the joke that kengo's going through his emo phase (laughs) and i don't think it's a good joke but i'm gonna continue with it anyway yeah definitely is it's more like a weird like soldier dude phase it's it it, i super hate it is is kengo has gone through the uh wonderful airzor organization's training and it has turned him into the biggest example of toxic soldier male masculinity that has ever existed. Yeah, he's a huge piece of shit now, so, uh... Do you maybe why... Is that why, like, Nago has to be, like, tolerable now? Because, like, they realize they can't have two characters that are like that? Maybe. Quite possibly. It's it's Kengo's response now is someone disagrees with me? Punch him in the face! That makes me correct! On the other hand... Most of the time, it is Nago getting punched. <laughs> it is, but... Ugh. Yeah, there, there's a scene in uh, in the Maid Cafe, or, yeah, Maid Amore later on, where, uh, where Kengo punches uh, Nago in the face is like, can't dodge an, under, an amateur's punch? What's wrong, button man? I'm like, God damn it! If this had happened before he turned into <laughs> also the worst, this would be the best scene in the show. Yeah, but instead of it being, I'm going to take down this chump, it is much more, my dick is bigger than yours now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he got hired as a member of the organization now. Um, That's a thing. Um, Wataru tries to be nice, but Kengo's like, fuck you. You suck. You were a fake friend. What? I'm just, I'm so confused about what he's mad at Wataru about. For lying question mark about his hands healing and guitar but but he didn't like he heard the doctors saying that it might be a a difficult road to recovery and he like was like uh be optimistic about it no he heard the doctors say like his hands were fucked oh okay well i mean still like that doesn't uh, this doesn't make sense for him to be mad at Watar about this it really doesn't no, you know what? I'm I'm going to play the ad- devil's advocate and be like, no, it does make sense. Because Kengo is all in with whatever emotion he is at at the time. Yeah, that is true. He kind of just... He, he goes whole on... Like, whatever emotion he's feeling goes 100%. No matter what it is. So he 110% of this shit... Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. And then there's a lab, and then there's a dude who captured a fangire, and uh, he is claiming he can transfer abilities. And then he meets with Taiga, and Taiga's like, huh, this seems cool. Um, and then he's actually going to invest instead of killing him, because uh, cause fangires can use this ability of uh, stuff. I, I guess yeah. they can. The yeah. guy invents question mark. The guy like invented Diablerism or something. Diablere, he did. Fuck. Okay. That's pretty good. The fucking whatever the cube's called. What cube? Right, the cube in Diablo 2, you put things in it and then something comes out. No, we were talking about yeah. a uh it's a vampire vampire the masquerade mechanic where you like eat other vampires for you get a it's- ton of XP and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, the, the it's the ultimate vampiric sin where you eat an older vampire and gain his power. Yeah, that's cool. And then, through the power of Wataru's emotions, he broke Bloody Rose because he's too depressed, and Bloody Rose got pissed at him. Yeah, well, you know, like an abusive relation. St- just just stop being depressed, Wataru. Just be happy. Right. Oh, yeah, but before that, there's more sexual violin making, but whatever. Is that, like, super important? There's barely any past stuff in these episodes. Yeah. It's like... So, okay. Yeah, for these four past episodes, here's the entirety of this. Here's the entirety of the plot. Maya does weird sexual stuff, weird kind of sexual stuff with Atoya as he's making a violin. Yuri stands in the background and looks sad about it. There you go. That's the pa- that is the past for these four episodes. Uh, for the most Yuri part, Yuri fights a Fangire one point two, but yes. Well, and like Jiro, like yells at Wataru for a little bit, or Atoya, whatever. He's like, "What do you do?" Yeah, he has a co- uh, Jiro has a conversation with Atoya. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I, I think it's in. Did, did, I think it's in episode thirty five where there's a scene where um, Yuri like walks away from the. And is all depressed. And I, I like yeah, made a and joke. And then she runs into Jiro. I made, and Jiro's I'm, like, what the fuck? I made a joke to myself like, oh, guess uh, this whole marriage thing with uh, with Atoya isn't working out. Guess I'll go back to that creepily possessive wolf guy. And then he literally walked onto the screen. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, that was That did kind of feel a bit weird. <laughs> but like, he's also not trying to get back with Yuri. Yeah. No, he's uh, I, to be I fair, guess he's getting not. the crap beat he's... out of him taught him his lesson when that happened, so. Yeah, he he is very much a he's very much more trying to go to Otoya and going, "What the fuck are you doing?" instead of trying to muscle in on Yuri, which I that's pretty good actually, okay? I mean, I guess I... at some point we have to somehow make the transition from past Jiro to present Jiro. Right. Yeah. And it seems like they're kind of just saying that uh, when they kicked the crap out of him, that one time he got really, really creepy and possessive and rapey. Like, apparently that was, like, the big point where he was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. I mean, at the end of that, he did kind of give up. Good for him. And give it away. Yeah. Yeah, because he's still going to be cool Jiro in the future, so I guess he's partly, partly on the way there. Yeah. Um... Anywho, so yeah, that stuff happens. Bloody Rose breaks. Um, Taiga and Mio try to date, but then Mio just like runs off. And then she she calls Bishop and is like, "Hey, how do I quit job? How do I?" <laughs> and stop Bishop's being just clean? like, <sighs> "You can't quit your job." Well, it's not. It's not that he he doesn't say you can't. He goes to her. and He's like, 
are you sure? This isn't how jobs work. That's 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 not. Are you sure you that that ha, that probably has more punishment than you think of? I think you should go talk to the old queen first and see what happens when you give up your power. Right, and I'm like, holy shit, the old queen is still alive. Yes, I'm like, and it they also, just didn't kill her. No, yeah, and it proves also earlier that no, this is not. It gets rid of some of the other weird incesty shit I was worried about because it's that we learn that the queen powers are not like and it, they 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 don't go from mother to daughter. Oh yeah, they it bring goes, that up later. It's a chosen they, it, thing. It, it yeah, it just chooses someone. The power itself does. Presumably, someone who is already a fangire just becomes the the next appointed queen at that point. Maybe. Um, anyway, um, so Bishop's like, yeah, just go see the other queen. Go figure that out. But you can't quit. Um, and then captured Fangire goes to capture another Fangire to then have that power be transferred over to her. Also, by the way, the dude put like a battle royale style thing in her neck. Yeah, um, it's, if he disobeys, if she disobeys him, he'll just like blow her up or yeah, something. That's not going to backfire or anything. No, of course not. Yeah, you know, the person you're going to make the ultimate being, you're just going to put that in them. That's going to be your safeguard. They won't yep. ever get powerful enough to not just be able to deal with that. Nope. I'm sure it'll be fine forever. Yeah. Um, I'm going push up in King Talk, and Tag is like, you know, I think Mio might like someone else. Also, who the fuck's that Kiva guy? I'm supposed to be Kiva. There's that dark Kiva armor that's the sign of a king. Boy. Yeah, that is the fun thing. It's like, oh, I guess Kiva is already Kiva's Kiva's already the king. No, Dark Kiva's the king. <sighs> or something like that, yeah. Um and, and then Shima like drinks with the scientist guy and he's like, you know, Fangai experimentation's bad. Shouldn't be doing this, dude. And he's Fuck like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it." Ixa was a child's toy compared to this shit. And I mean, fair. You're not. I wrong. was like, okay, yeah. Ixa does is pretty toyetic, but I'll also. I mean, you know what else is toyetic? Fangires. <laughs> I, I was definitely wondering a little bit, like, okay, hold on. So is superpower body armor not like a major advancement in this setting? I'm a little confused no. on that one. Nope, not in the least. No, okay, it's not evolution. Um, there's more sexual and violin making. Um, Bishop confronts Wataru and it's like, "Hey, who the fuck are your parents?" And then Wataru's like, that... "I'm not going to answer. I'm moping." So why? Why do you have that Kiva armor, weirdo? And he's like, "Oh, you're not going to answer me? Then I'm gonna punch you." And then he starts punching him. And then Nago shows up to save Wataru. Um, and that's going all right. But then Super Fangire shows up and starts beating up oh, Ixa. You didn't mention that uh, when they're making Bishop... a competition about what's better, Ixa or Super Fangire? No. No. You, you, I was going to say you did not mention that uh, by then Bishop starts punching Wataru. First he says, how about I ask your body? Which is... Yeah, that's... <laughs> The most sexual way that he could say that he's going to attack Wataru. Just a bit. It's fine. Whatever. Um, Yeah, but then Super Fangar shows up, uh, beats up Ixla real good. 
Um, but then with Tyra throws Bishop into Super Fan Geyer, and that saves Nago, and then they just run away. I like how and, tough enemies are the most powerful projectile. That's, that's yeah. Nice. A bishop is. Uh, this is also the first time we see Bishop's uh, monster form. I think it's pretty I awesome. I think you're right. I like it a lot. I, I liked Rook for a while, but then he just got super played out. We saw him too much, and he was being an idiot the whole time. Well, he's dead now. Uh, <sighs> so then, Super Fangire, I'm sure she has a name, but she's either Super Fangire or Experiment Fangire. She runs into King, they fight for like a second, and then she runs away. And then, the end of the episode is Mio meets up with Maya, who apparently lost an eye. Or, or has just made that fashion choice. Yeah, or she's doing the the thing from Geneva where she just has an eye patch on, so she looks mysterious and cool. I mean, maybe she's just, like, further expressing her goth Lolita fashion? Either Fangire's attacked her, or th- when the power left her body, I guess it burst out of her eye. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to assume, like, probably something actually did happen with that eye. Probably. I mean, she looks kind of sickly and pale compared to the past, so... Yeah, they d- they d- they did make her makeup, make her look very kind of not great. Yeah. Beat up. Yeah. How was that episode? But yeah. Yep. Um, the next episode is New Arrangement, Flying Rose. Um, and Kavet talks about Kengo returning and violin breaking. I like Kavet when he talks more about history shit more. Oh yeah, when he just gives an episode recap, I'm like, oh, come on. You have more trivia. Yeah. Hit me with some knowledge. Um, spoilers, this episode has the CG fight of all CG fights. It's, ooh boy. Wait, which one's that? Hold on. Um, Where Wataru turns into a dragon bat and fights the giant snake. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I remember it. <laughs> it's just like okay yeah it's uh, all right sure yeah it definitely reminded me a lot of like oh so it's like when the time machines would fight the, the uh other giant cg stuff and <laughs> yeah but chris it. this is episode 35 <laughs> um it's, uh, certainly something all right so this episode starts with uh, with Taru just, like, fixing Bloody Rose, he's like, I'm gonna fix the violin and do the thing. Um. Oh, yeah, and then Mio is talking to Queen, and she's like, alright, I got this question for you, but we're not gonna get to it yet. Because at the cafe, uh, Kengo gains Ixa, and Nago's like, what the fuck, man? You know, And then he gets, like, like punched or, or some sort. That's kind of just like the the Kengo Nago uh, dynamic right. right now is like Nago gets punched. Also, uh, yep. the thing where like Ixa will kill you or whatever, just totally not a thing anymore. No, oh, they yeah. fixed no, that in the future. That's gone. No, I thought they actually just fixed that in the future, and like they're just being shits to Megumi. Oh, maybe that. You know what? You're probably right. Because it definitely seems like more of a. I don't like being right about this though. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel I mean, good what, to be what, right. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, continue on with the summary. <laughs> um, Mio then asks Maya, it's like, hey, 
how do I quit this? And Mia's like, that's not how it works. Did you literally quit, though? Yeah, that's what I'm like, well, it clearly kind of does, because you quit it, so. Well, I don't, I don't think she quit. I, I don't know. We, we don't actually know. Mine's well, just like, conversation- the power chose you, don't know what you can do. Conversations with Bishop imply that she quit and then had a relationship with Atoya and had a kid with Atoya. Maybe she just like went rogue and then they dealt with it at that point. Maybe. Because yeah, after Mio asked that, Mai's like, oh, you fell in love with a human, didn't you? I know how this works. Um, punishment sucked, but it was cool. Totally worth. Totally. Um, Shima and the scientist meet again. Where Shima's like, it's your last chance. And the scientist's like, I'm going to create ultimate power and change the world. Fuck you. Um, and then another Fangire is transferred into Super Fangire. Yeah. Um, and then Bishop comes in and talks about, talks to King about like, hey, shouldn't you like do your job better? Also, by the way, the scientist and that Fangire that are capturing other Fangires are the same thing, so you might want to deal with that. Might be a good idea. And then Wataru fixes Bloody Rose, but it sounds different. As if something is missing. So back in the past, there's more sexual and violin ma- making, and we're talking about uh, what what the missing thing is. Um, there's some shit about souls becoming one. Yuri runs off. She runs into Jiro. Jiro comes in to confront Atoya, and he's like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Um, and then Atoya's just like, you don't understand. Nobody uh, understands. End of discussion. Um, I, okay, Atoya, sure. I, I don't know. I, I'm like... Maybe I just like Atoya's actor. I'm just like, alright, sure, savant problems, okay. Well, uh, Jiro actually says right now you're possessed by a Fangire. Are... He does bring that up. I I don't know if like he was being serious or not, is the thing. Yeah, like, I'm a little I don't unclear know... on if we're supposed to believe that... Uh... That the queen is actually doing that to him? Or maybe it just happens unintentionally? Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm unsure if I'm supposed to take Jiro's line there literally or not. Right. Yeah. It's something, at least. Because it's either that, or just, like, is like, going through some, like, weird stereotypical musician problem shit. And, like, I could see either being the answer, to be honest. And I don't necessarily think we get an answer. Not really, no. You mean we might get some later, but I don't know. Yeah. So then in the future, Jiro just shows up in Retire's house and is like, Hey, you want to know what's missing? He just teleports in. Like, the the little plastic sword hilt of his wolf thingy like flies into the room and it's just like, Jiro's here now. <gasps> And it's very funny because Wataru has the proper response of, "Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what is I? What is happening right now?" And Wataru's just like, "What the fuck? Who are you?" So I guess yes, like you should be. I, I so like, like he doesn't know who he's fusing with when he changes forms. He's only ever seen them in, like, 
weapon form. Yeah, I think the only time they ever really interacted was when Wataru was unconscious. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, there was that scene where they like brought Wataru into the castle when he. Oh yeah, to, like bring him back to life. Him. Yeah. Um, so that happens, and we go back to the past, and Queen's like, "By the way, uh, prayer is that thing," and Drill's like, "By the way, prayer is that thing." Got to infuse like a, a soul into it. Yeah. I, okay, sure. I guess that makes sense. Yep. And then Taiga meets up with Wataru at the cafe and is like, "Hey." Which gift do you think Mio would like? Oh, both? I'm hearing both because you didn't answer. <laughs> uh, that is probably the best thing, though. If you're not sure what they'd like, you know, just go both things. Yeah, just both. Surely if you do both, you can't be wrong. Yeah. Um, that's that's get enough, give enough points, get enough good boy coins. Oh, I don't like it. where this is going. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what it feels like, though. Um, elsewhere, um, the ultimate vampire then just kills the scientist, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, one... I've been using you this whole time." Oh no! And it's like uh, now uh, I'm the strongest vampire, so uh, yeah, that was kind of the goal. Yeah, and then she kidnaps Mio while Taiga and Wataru are waiting for her, because of course Wataru's coming along on this date. Of course. And then Taiga's like, all right, Otaro, you shouldn't come with. This is going to get dangerous. But then Prayer's like, nah, man, I'm coming with. And then they ride on motorcycles. Remember motorcycles? They do ride on motorcycles together. It's kind of cute. The motorcycles are definitely a thing. I think they're doing the riding part of Kamen Rider. Strangely enough, yeah. Um, and then they get to the lab where they immediately split the party. <laughs> Um, and then Wataru then proceeds to save Mio using a chair. Wait, what is, how does he save her using a chair? He throws the chair at the machine, and then at the... Oh, right, room. right, yeah. And I'm then like, well, I'm conveniently glad the breaking that didn't cause any, like, major issues. I don't know. I feel, I feel like most outcomes, Mio would have been like, this is great. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's like, A, nothing could happen, which happened. B, Mio loses her powers, which would be happy with. Or C, she dies. So, like, you're, like, at a 66% chance that something good's happening. <laughs> Just about. Um. Yeah, and then he, uh, was like, Mew, Mew, run, so I can turn into Kiva. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> Please run away. Um. They do then... do a nice close-up on his face when he turns into uh, Kiva here, which looks really cool. It does. And then Taiga runs in and finds Kiva fighting the super fan guyer. And Taiga's like, I'm going to test this Kiva. And he, summons a, and he summons a giant snake. Oh, I think we also didn't mention that uh, when the super fan guyer's like in the machine, or being like the machine's working on them, uh, their little like face stained glass thing is like all black instead of uh, the usual colors, which is uh, pretty sinister looking. I think that's, I actually like that touch. I it think does I just nice. that. That's a good call. Yeah, it's uh, it's all black and it looks very scary and cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now there's a giant snake fighting Wataru. Um, because Saga's like, I'm gonna fight Super Fangai right now, and then he just kills her. There, there's really nothing that happens there. He just wins. Right. Yep. Kind of. Okay, sure. Yeah, apparently he's really awesome. So 
Yeah. Good to know. Um, Kiva gets beat up super bad to like the point of untransforming bad. And then Bloody Rose is going off. And Tassilat's like, all right, got to gotta bring this to Ataru. This is clearly the solution. Yeah, I don't... Why does he bring Bloody Rose? I'm very confused. Because it's making noises. Yeah, but it always does that. I don't know. Um, and then back in the past, they, they shove the prayer into Bloody Rose. Um, Atoya wants to protect the music created from people's hearts. And then he's like, ah, this is Bloody Rose. Look at it glow. How nice it is. And then in the future, Retire's like, ah, it is my dream or prayer or whatever to to find my own music and make everybody happy. Aha, look at this glowing thing. And then it glows again. Um, That's pretty good. And then, so, and then, like, Wataru, Kavat, and Tassilat fuse into a giant CG bat dragon thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I, like, I can't even, I can't even make, like, a bat vampire joke thing, because, like, is it one? I don't know. It's something. It's, uh, I don't know what the hell it is. It's something. It's like a big dragon thing. Definitely yeah. something. Uh, the scene where he, like, starts playing the violin and just transforms into Emperor Kiva without having to, like, do any of the stuff is pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then just Emperor Kiva is standing there playing the violin. It's very cool looking. Yeah. Yeah, because Emperor Kiva, like good design. It is. Um... Oh man, that, that's super helpful. It, it this form is just called flight style. Oh, I okay. That's a weird um, fucking name, but whatever. It's a dragon-like form similar to a sabat. What's a sabat? What does this link to? Um, no, it does not look like that. Get out of your wiki. <laughs> it was saying it's like the giant chandelier monster that he fought before. Uh, no. No, it's it doesn't not. look anything like the giant chandelier monster. And I'm like, I guess, like, if you are referring to his like giant CG mess, then yes. But no. Yes, but no. Yeah. Um, and then at, like everybody is like, oh shit, there's some power stuff going on, because Maya like there's a cut to Maya and she gasps, <gasps> and then Dragon Castle's like, oh shit, things are going on. Look at the sword in this wall. <laughs> a painting falls off the wall while Jiro, while Jiro's walking down the hallway in Castle Duran. And then yeah. behind where the painting was, there's No, a isn't sword. it Riki? I think it's I think it's Riki that finds it. Riki that finds it, not Jiro. Oh, I thought it was Jiro, but yeah, it might be Riki. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you're yeah. right. It is Riki. Yeah. So then and then Kiva wins. Cuz spoilers. Yes. And the episode ends with just like Maya like yelling out to the camera that she wants to see Wataru. And I, I, that is a very, the actress does a good job of portraying like a mother that has been forced to stay away from her child for a long time and is super upset about yeah, I was, it. I'm actually really curious, like, they, I want to see what their interaction would be like, so. Yeah. I, and they, I I can kind of understand already why she would, because I imagine if she had stayed near him, he would have been killed. Yeah. Do you know what character hasn't been ruined yet? Somehow Maya. <laughs> yeah, somehow. 
Yeah. Man, I- it's it's a it's a thing. Somehow she's still good. Can't wait for this. Can't wait to eat those words later on. <laughs> be like om nom nom words. So did we talk enough about how weird the big like flying like snake thing is? Like there's basically a Panzer Dragoon CG in the middle yep. of this episode. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think and like Tiger's a snake fan guy. I don't know if he got that connection out of that. He's a snake. Yeah. Um. Okay. Just, uh, are bats and snake. snakes like arch enemies? Or I have no um, clue. That doesn't that doesn't quite square to me. But okay. Okay. So what? Last episode then? Last episode we did for today? Yeah. Snakes. Hmm. On a plane, even. Um, so episode 36 is Revolution Sword Legend. Um, Kavet just, like, talks about plot shit and how Mio needs to get her shit together and use words. <laughs> you know, fair. Yeah. yeah. Not an but, like, unfair not assessment. Um... So Wataru is now playing Bloody, Bloody Rose, and apparently it sounds even better now. I did not notice a difference any time Bloody Rose is played I, in any of these. Episodes. I did. There, there is a slight there. Um, there is a slight tone and variation, slight tone difference and variation in exactly like how or what Wataru is playing. Um, it it's a bit brighter and happier. Yeah, his playing sounds more like his father's now. Okay, I didn't notice, but I'm just bad at noticing words or sounds. All over the things, really. The episode opens with Pataru's neighbors showing up and being like, Hey, stop playing that violin and making noise. Yeah, that's this this was so weird, because I'm like... Unless he's been literally, like, playing violin 24 hours a day. Yeah, it's like the daytime, like, there's like... I... It would actually be kind of nice... To just have a neighbor that plays the violin. Yeah, maybe like, they just hate the violin. I don't know. Violin music is, you know, just generally thought of as one of the more relaxing and pleasant sounds that you can have in the background. Um, So they go outside and this is oddly mimicking the first episode of the show. I referred to this scene earlier. Right. And Shizuka goes to apologize. But then with her, like, no, I got this. And he's like, my bad. I'll try to stop that. And everybody's like, oh, cool. All right, we're yeah, going to go as now. Wataru, as soon as Wataru like, actually is an adult and is like, hey, I'm sorry. I'll try and be better. Everyone's super rational and perfectly nice about it. Yeah. And then Shizuka's like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> now I feel lonely, but like, the way I said it works just fine, too. Yeah, she doesn't really have much reason to be doing this anymore. And then in one of these episodes, it might even be this one, or maybe it was the last one. No, it is like, this hey, one. Hey, maybe there's other girls, you know? You know? Hey? hey? Oh, okay. I don't know about that. I was going to talk about how the intro to episode 36 has, like, Pretty Cure and uh, oh. Sentai in it. Oh, yeah. And also everybody's, fucking uh, everybody's cheering uh, for card Kiva. spirits. Card Spirits was the fourth one that you probably didn't know. I was trying to figure out what that was. I was like, it's okay, I think it's a card game thing, but yeah. I do not recognize it. 
Yeah, because there's some common writer sets of uh, of card spirits. I don't think card spirits is the right name. It's something spirits. It might be battle spirits. Yeah. It's, uh, I, when I was reading, I was trying to read the the katakana, and I was like, okay, it's battle spirits. Yeah, it's battle spirits. Something. Yeah, it's a it's a Bandai card game. Yeah, of course it is. Okay, but it it has some it has like some Digimon sets. It has a couple common writer sets. Oh, so it's like that one. Uh, what's that White anime Swartz? card game that we have in America? That... White Swords. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, um, kind of. Here's my thing. I actually really like White Swords, but none of my other friends do, so I never get to play. I would like to learn <laughs> it. It's just one of those things, you know. They're all like, "But Garrett Vanguard," and I'm like, "I understand, but I love learning to play new cards slash board games, but no one ever teaches me to do them." White Swords is fun. There's some of it's on tabletop sims. Um, Battle Spirit seems interesting. I haven't super looked into it a whole lot. It's on tabletop sim. We should load it up and play together sometime. Probably. So, uh, the Sentai show is, uh, what? Uh, Engine Sentai Go Owner? Go Ranger, I... yeah, which is RPM. Oh, okay. This is... Wow, this is RPM? Goddamn. Yeah. I did yeah, not realize that this was that long ago. Yeah. RPM really solid, like, 12 uh, years ago. Disney, Disney, like, adaptation, Saban adaptation. I forget who had what when. Yeah, wasn't it like, uh, I thought it was like the last one of the Disney ones they did before yes. they changed over to a different production style? Yeah, I think, I want to say that's when they went back to Saban for a bit, and then it got, and then that went on for a while, and then it went to Hasbro? Mm, makes sense. I think, huh. I'm not sure, I don't have it all in front of me. Go Owner well, is a funny name, is... though. RPM's a solid season, though. Would recommend. Okay. Um, but yes. Oh yeah, Dragon Castle and Sword. Um, the monsters try to take the sword out of the wall. It doesn't work. Spoilers. They all they all want to be, they all want to be the king of the. Oh man, I almost called it king of the pirates. They all want to be king of the fan guys. <laughs> they all want to oh, be. They're going to say king, king of, of the Britain. castle, and you're going to be like king Sorry, of the castle, I, king of the castle. I've been reading a lot of One Piece. Of course you have. No, they're, they're they're trying to be the king of Britain, and they cannot pull out the sword, so they're not going to. I might have to start reading One Piece too. There's nothing else to do anymore in this pandemic. For fucking, for fucking two bucks a month on the Shonen Jump app, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's only so. almost a thousand chapters. I mean, that's that's ten days if you read a hundred chapters a day. It's not too bad. Holy shit! That Who is, is reading a hundred chapters a day, Evan? I would love it if you could call me out by name when you're going to attack me like this. Thanks. I mean, that's the limit you get. You get a hundred chapters per day in the app. Oh wow! And I don't know. It, at twenty, I've been reading through Torico as well, and at twenty, twenty chap, twenty pages a chapter, they go quick. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't read quick though, so. But we're but we're not here for that. I don't know. We can talk about Common Rider spirits at some point. That'd be fun. Okay, so sword stuff, and then bishops like wedding planning. Because they have to so, plan the wedding. Should we just get this wedding ready for you? Yeah, sure. And Tiger's like, uh, yeah, that that's cool. And then Maya goes on another date with Taiga, where she's like, Man, all I right, arrange I want to tell you something. And Taiga's like, okay, me too, but you first. And Maya's like, uh, what about you first, though? <laughs> and I'm like, Maya, you probably should have gone first. <laughs> yeah. And Tiger's like, check out these wedding dress designs I had made for you. This is so fucking creepy. 
I would have thought it was really funny if Maya had been like, oh, maybe I should have gone first. But no, (laughs) this they they don't have dialogue that good in this show. Yeah. And then Mio's like, oh, yeah, um, don't actually like someone else let's uh let's pump the brakes on the wedding dress thing um what what if we just be friends (laughs) could is that okay can we is it can we just be dude can we just be some friends maybe uh and i can't tell if the way that tiger reacts to this is like trying to be cool or throwing a giant hissy fit I think it's the second one, because, like, at the end, he goes into full hissy fit. Yeah, it is definitely hissy fit, but it's a thing of hissy fit of can't show it in front of the lady. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. He's like, waiter, bring me garbage cans so I can rip these designs into it. And then Mio's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go now if you I'm don't just, mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. We'll, we'll, I just, we'll text. Okay. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later. I'll, I, I'll send you a text, but all right, I'll, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. All right. All right. Goodbye. Next thing is like, what the fuck? This is not how kings and queens work. Kings obviously own the queens. God damn it. This is Kiva we're in. Do we skip over the bit where Bishop was like, the the wedding between uh, king and queen is a very important ritual to Fangires? Oh, we did. I just put that under the wedding planning. And I'm like, but why though? Because chauvinistism. Chauvinism. All right, so Mio leaves. Right, and uh, I'm trying to figure out why Bishop thinks that uh, the king and queen have to get married for Fangire ritual or something. I'm a little unclear on what's going on there. I because like chauvinist shit and like Fangires living in the past. Do, do the Fangires are they like do they have a royalty though or what? Like I assume that's what this is. It doesn't seem like they have a government. It felt to me like there is some actual mystical ritual that has to go on that we don't I don't know what it will do or what it's for, but it definitely felt like this needs to happen so that Fangire can get some. But what will happen to the Fangires if it doesn't? I have no idea. Right. And they should probably tell us. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't think they will, though. Yeah, it would be good yeah. to have some stakes. Oh, I, uh... Yeah. Remember in Kuga and Zio how there were stakes to things? That would be nice. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to have stakes. Like, it can be a more personal story, but... It's true, but they're bad at that, too. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, and then Bishop visits Maya and is like, Hey... Did you fuck a human in the past? Is Wataro your son? And I'm and like, Maya's just like, not how does he not this. know this? Yeah, I don't know. You'd think they would have known this. Because everybody's dumb. That's why. Because, like, if she's not the queen anymore, I figured that that would have had to have been why that happened, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to think about it too hard. <laughs> um, in the past, Atoya and Maya are celebrating said completion of Bloody Rose. And uh, Atoya's like, all right, cool. I did this, but I have my promised woman. Her name is Yuri. And I'm going to go back to her now. 
And Maya's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about my concert, though? After neglecting her for fucking however long this has taken and not paid any attention to her and just fucking kind of sitting here as she's been crying in the background. Yeah, no, there'll be no problems. I I mean, if he was been, like, mystically enthralled, maybe he doesn't know how much time has passed. Also That's true. That's fair. So then that is fair. He plays a song that he wrote for her, and Yuri's spying on him. And Yuri's like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go fight a fangire. And she does that, but then, you know, it's Yuri fighting a fangire. So she doesn't really succeed all that well. So I, I like I gestured with my shoulders and but you couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, shrugging doesn't show up on the podcast. I just did like either. the guess I'll die now meme guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So then Taiga is now pissed about his thing. He's like, I'm gonna go talk to my best friend with Tyro about this. But like, hey, did you know this fuck my Mio, she, she likes another dude. Boy, if I ever get my hands on this dude. <laughs> And Carl's just like so mad. Eh. Um, and then they go like spy on Mio, who called out Kengo to ask for advice. And oh, guess what? Oh shit! No, hang on. We gotta go back and talk about the shrine. Um, Nago's at a shrine getting bad luck. And yelling at the gods for taking Ixo away from him. The, and Megumi this, is this, teasing him. This was a fun. Oh, that was yeah, I did actually kind of like that scene. <laughs> yeah. Him continuing to get the bad luck and bad luck and bad luck. And I'm just like, come on! Whenever anyone has come like on! the advantage on Kengo, it should be fun. And it is fun in this sequence. Yeah, this was this was, this was was good. I, I, didn't, I didn't skip it because it was like bad or anything. I just forgot. Um, But then... Yeah, Mio called out Kengo to ask for advice. And then Kengo, unsure if he notices them being spied on, or just trying to make it more romantic, just like, is like, hey, Mio, let's walk. And then they walk to a bridge. And Mio's like, so what's going on? And then he's like, Mio, the moment I have sent eyes on you, I have always been in love with you. I may have been a weak, pathetic person before, but now... There's no way I can't be a person that you wouldn't like. Shut the fuck up. And then and then Tiger's like, what the fuck? I'm going to beat the shit out of this dude. <gasps> I'm like, oh, this one's As actually okay. Be. Yeah, you can beat him up. He sucks now. And then Wittrev's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, guys, guys. Let's not do this. And then Tiger's like, friends. Ah, fine. All right, Mio, let's go. And then drags Mio away. Also, by the way, I forgot last episode there's a point where where Tyra won't look Neo in the eyes anymore and she calls him out on it on, on the teacup ride as you um, should yeah just just pretend I said that then and that this was a thing that carried over to now <laughs> um and the tag is like is this who you like this Kengo fuck and Mio's like no but I'm still not gonna tell you who it is shh yeah, um, Kinko also just, like, fucking just punches Wataru in the face. Yeah, because he's a fake friend. Yeah, he's a huge dickbag or... now, so. Yeah. Um, And then Wataru's just, like, on his way back, and then Jiro's like, hey, can you try to pull the sword out of this stone real quick? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, he's gonna pull the sword out, because, you know, he, he's the, the guy, but no, and it doesn't, doesn't work. And it's great. I, I like this. Yeah, I it was one of the 
I don't know how many moments there have been in Kamen Rider Kiva where something happened that I did not expect. This is one of those few moments. Yeah, because I'm like... He's not ready for it right now. I was actually expecting him to pull it out, and then it's like, oh, wait, no, he... mm, Okay. No, because, like, all of the things have been, like, have been based around when, like, Wataru has, like, this huge, like, emotional, like, resolution or, um... What is the word I'm looking for? Catharsis? <sighs> Not that. Well, maybe that, but there's another word I had in mind. Emotional. Um... Revelation? Yes, revelation. Thank you. Okay. Um, and he, he hasn't had one yet, so nope, can't have he that right now. He just had one two episodes ago. Yeah, but like, that was diff- that's what showed the sword. So now you gotta do another one to get the sword. Of course. <laughs> he has to level up as an adult again. Yeah. Gotta raise that social link. So he doesn't do that, and then on his way back, he runs into to uh, Mio, and Mio's just fucking knocked out by a fan guy. I don't even remember how he got here. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't know. It it just happens to be the one Yuri was fighting in the past. Like that's the connection. It's always the connection. Um. So then they're fighting, and then Taga shows up, and then. He just, like, gets rid of the fan guy real quick. And then, like, Taiga's like, I'm gonna fight you, Kiva. Because I'm angry and shit. I'm in a bad mood. And then and then Kiva, he does the disappearing trick where he runs away. I thought only it's bad guys fun. can do that. <laughs> but he does it. Um, And then he goes back to check on Mio, who has been knocked out. And then Mio's like, oh, by the way, Wataru, you're the one I like, you moron. And then, and then Saga's like around the corner, and then he eavesdrops on it, and he's like, "Fuck!" And then the episode ends in the past where like King's just walking around with a sword on on his back, long old cool like this not gacked shows up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we didn't really talk about how like this crow fangire or whatever he is, uh, he can like make clones of himself or something. Yes. And uh, he's pretty. I do kind of like his design a lot. I think he's pretty cool looking. Apparently, that it's a true. rat fangire. A rat. It looks like a crow, though. Yeah, but it's a rat. It looks very clearly like a crow. You, you can continue to tell me that, but it's a rat. Okay. It's got wings. It's a rat. Does it? It's a rat with wings. What's so weird about that? <laughs> Okay. Isn't that a squirrel then? A flying squirrel? Yes. Yes, it is. A uh, rat with cool. wings, I think, usually refers to seagulls because they have similar, like, they'll eat anything. Maybe. Hmm. Anywho, um. That's Kiva. We did it. Talked about Kiva. Yeah. yeah. Talked Boy. about a whole lot of Kiva. Where not a whole lot of anything happened. No, like, um, there's a sword now, and Saga's here, <laughs> and and we move forward in this love triangle that started. Uh, I really like the, there's a sword now? Yeah. It's a good assertion. There is indeed a sword now. Yeah. The sword is important. Because it's... Just a bit. Because it's been in, like, multiple episodes. <laughs> 
Which means like we're never gonna see like other weapons again after this point. We are getting pretty late in the show, so yeah. Like Hammer, I I hope you liked Hammer's last appearance. I don't know if it's actually Hammer's last appearance. I assume it is. Probably it like I yeah, kind of have to assume. Like we're just hitting like, it's not even like a camera. It's just like a tokusatsu trope where like you gotta use the coolest thing you have. Yeah, the the latest update. If you're not using the latest thing, you're doing it wrong. Which like is incorrect logic, but that that's how they go. Yep. Uh, I think like the sword is smaller in the future too, because when when King's wearing it on his back, it looks super huge. But in the future, it looks like a just like a tiny sword. I don't know. Wait, what? I thought the sword had only appeared in the future so far. No, it's on King's back at the end of the episode. Yeah, he's. That's what's slinged on his back. Oh, right, right, yeah. I forgot that we see past Kang for the first time at the end here. Yeah. Yes. Like, it looks more longsword in the past and more broadsword in the future. Right. A little bit. I think I, I think I use those terms right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope to God that a longsword is longer than a broadsword. I like that the king looks a lot like a, a Devil May Cry Gacked. character. Oh, I think he's gacked. He's like, yes, he does. <laughs> he does look he like He is. Gacked. He's just gacked. It's weird that he's just gacked, but he's just gacked. Yeah. Um, anywho, we did it. We watched a bunch yeah. of stuff. And that was all the Kiva. Yeah, no, Kiva's done. Oh, no. For there's our, there's still done. 14 more episodes of Kiva or whatever. Oh, 13 more episodes of Kiva. So it's like what? Four more? Ep- three to four more episodes? It's three more episodes of this. Of, our, of us doing Depending this. Depending how you... No, it's it's four. Because it's going to be the three sets of four, and then it's going to be the last one followed by, like, overall. Yeah. Alright. But still, All that right. does mean we're coming relatively close to being through Kiva. Which I'm looking yep. forward to. Yeah. So that's good. Cool. This is a podcast on the internet at journeythroughdeckcast.com <laughs> where there's all sorts of like links and things and all 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 the things. Twitters and stuff. All of the things. Yep. Uh yeah. Sorry if we were low energy this week, but yeah, it's Kiva. It's- you just can only talk so much about Kiva. I, these were fine. Yeah, no, these were fine episodes. It's just... Bleh. I don't hate these entirely. <laughs> yeah, they were better than Kiva's been lately. It is it is the problem... The main problem I have with Kiva is that there are the little nuggets that are like, yeah, yeah, this is nice. You know, like, there's some fun visual design. There's a couple interesting little bits that they do. But then it just reminds you, no, no, we're going to be terrible. And I, I don't, fuck off. <laughs> also, Kengo has Ixa, but he has not used Ixa yet. True. Oh, I just wanted to add that part. That felt relevant. It is a bit. Um. Anywho, uh, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Hmm. Looks like Clown College let out early.